Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Broke Watch Knobs, the only watch podcast that knows what the dead men say is just between us. You have made it all the way to episode 254. Michael, hello. 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 <laughs> I've, been, I've been listening to a lot of Trivium lately, so I thought it'd be fun to throw a Trivium lit. Did you ever get into them? A fellow South Floridian? Band? Never. Never. I know. I know. They're they're from there, but I just mm-hmm. never got in, into them. I went to high school with a bass player, Paolo. That's cool. It's interesting. Interesting tidbit of information. I think he was like a grade or two ahead of me or something. I don't I don't really I don't really remember high school that much. Um I remember I was it's, there. It's a big deal to make it as a band from South Florida. <laughs> it just it didn't really happen to a lot of us. You joined the fine <laughs> ranks of Limp Biscuit Creed. Uh, who else is in there? Well, I guess those are more central than North Florida. That's like Jacksonville. Okay, no, uh, a day to remember is Ocala. Yeah, that's Central Florida. Yeah, <clears throat> Nonpoint. Who I don't think's a band anymore. <laughs> Newfound Glory was pretty New close. Newfound Glory. Us. That's right. Solid sounds. Newfound Glory. Right that's on. A, right that's on. about it. That's it. Seven bands. <laughs> Wait, were you at the Solid Sounds show? I've, I've been there a lot. I was there a lot when I was still living did, in South Florida. Did you see them there? I did not. I think I saw the drummer there. Okay. Did you see we that pl- We played with them there once, and I was just curious if, Three. like... <laughs> does the, does the Mike and Cass story go back much further? <laughs> <laughs> that would be wild. That if we were, like, funny. at a show before we formally met. <laughs> Dude, directed by... Written and directed by Zach Braff. I would totally watch. I would totally watch that movie. Um, but no, this is going to be a ton of. It's very. This is going to be a free talk episode. So if you're not on board for that, just just go and listen to some other shitty podcast. But episode 254 of the Two Book Watch House podcast. We're we're calling it Open Mic Night. Open Mic Night. And no, I did not spell Mike incorrectly. I spelled Mike M I K E. This episode, uh, really, it's just going to be a lot of hanging out. Michael and I catching up. We haven't talked in a bit, and Michael's going to share a story that happened to him. I think a new story is about to start right now. Remember those hornets I was talking to you about? Are they back? I think there's one in my office right now. Dude, fight it. Get him on air. What's he wearing? Hold on. Michael. So I'll, I'll fill the space. Michael. <laughs> Keep it together. Michael's office is currently beset with all the 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 the, the God's majesty and glory of, of, of insects. And so there's a wasp and he had a, he had a stink bug in there earlier. And I guess now there's a wasp that's back. And we all might have just heard the audio sample of Michael murdering a pollinator. One of God's finest pollinators. A wasp. I don't know what kind of wasp. Or, I don't know. What 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 is a wasp? No, wasp and bees are different. You know, I think... Oh, he's I back. Wonder, I wonder if... Because the stink bug is still here. And I, I don't know if they, like, eat them. Maybe they don't... Well, okay, so let's just... Let's go down this. This is open mic night. Maybe they're, <laughs> they're either attracted or repelled by the stink bugs? Yeah, I don't know, cause it was really, it was really interested in that stink bug. What if you just take a bunch of stink bugs and like, just like smash them up into like a paste and like smear them around your windows? Will that keep them away? <laughs> like a, like a weird insect Passover. Yeah, situation. like yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Blood on the doorway. You know, that's what I mean? worth a shot. Yeah, 
we could did you have that you know that that it's funny every passover every passover i have true true two two traditions um okay listening in metallica's creeping death it's the, it's the exodus story so for, 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 epic. For, for, for me it's, it's and, every, and and every year in becky and i do passover when we celebrate passover i ask her can i put blood on the doorway this year and she says no every year those are my two those are my two paste off traditions obviously you know we have all the other ones we do here for passover but those those are my two it's gonna be your 40th birthday gift she'll let you do that she'll be like fine like yes i gotta find some blood somewhere i just gotta just, just go to the grocery store i'm looking for something like a soul cup of blood um i don't really care what kind of, i guess it should be lamb blood does, does Publix have lamb that's more of a whole foods thing yeah that's more of a whole foods thing this is a this is a pretty good start to a watch podcast. I told everyone to leave, so hopefully no one else is here. <laughs> Honestly, man. Episode 254, Michael is going to share a watch-related story that happened to him eh, closer on. But honestly, we, we have we have to honor tradition. Michael, for the 200... God, 254. Dude, what the hell? Right? It's been... Um... So it was 2016. Dude, we're going to hit like, it's going to be crazy when we hit like 10 years of doing this. <laughs> like, can you believe it? 10 years. Ten, in 10 years. So uh, in 10 years, my son, my soon to becoming son, in two months, he'll be what? Five? Four? <laughs> Three? I'm about to pass out. What? Are you okay? From the, from the math. Yeah, no, we're not two broke math snobs i don't know but i'm excited my son's gonna be here soon it's gonna be crazy um we don't really know i i enjoy how quickly the shift yo-yos in me going back and forth between feeling amazingly empowered and prepared with the the, the love and support of our family and my partner and knowledge I love the shift from that to just amazing abject fear and terror and just not knowing what uh, uh, a part of what we're doing is we're watching all these like uh, online classes and we're going to start doing in-person classes soon. I think I was telling you this, Mike, one of the online classes, we just get to watch births from the business, from the business end of the barrel. You know what I mean? Um, (laughs) What's funny is I didn't realize that was going to happen. And so, like, we're sitting there and we're watching it, and then, like, and then, like, it just happens. And my first thought is, okay, don't faint, because like I faint, <laughs> I faint at blood, which presents some issues, I would imagine, yeah, in like a birthing scenario. And so, I was just, like, I was like, I was like, okay, don't faint, don't gasp, no garment rending, no weeping, just keep it together, nod thoughtfully, and at the end say, wow, that was really informative, and just don't vomit, don't don't panic. That's not to say there's anything bombing worthy of the act of giving birth. I just, I have a very strong like vasovagal response, but, but no, realistically, it was very actually educational watching uh, a birth happen um, because it's, it's it's an event. It's about to happen. It's getting real. <clears throat> it's getting real, dude. We're like forty day, forty ish days away. What are you gonna do when there's a baby on on air with me? Cause that's gonna happen. That that is go. That is gonna happen, Michael. I think that's gonna be really cool. <laughs> I think it's gonna be badass. <laughs> you can chime in on the wrist check. There's a third member. There's a third <laughs> member. There are now three broke watch snobs. What uh? What watch should I get him? 
I don't want to do the whole like birth year Rolex thing. I, I still can't. I still can't believe that's a thing that people do. Yeah. People do it with firearms too. Like I left my wife in the hospital and I went down to the gun <laughs> store and I got him up like a Mossberg 590. What? Why? <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I, I think it's just like, I, I mean, I guess it's cool. Like maybe when he's 18, you could be like, Hey, look at this receipt with your birthday on it. Look it's like, this, look at this okay. piece of paper <laughs> with some numbers on it that I'm yeah. telling you has significance. Ooh. Ah. Um, yeah. Don't, don't, don't leave your, your, your wife at the hospital. To, to go get a watch. I have, I have no plans. I have no <laughs> plans of doing that. But no, we're 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 pretty pumped, man. It's gonna be, it's gonna be real. Um, I'm just taking it day by day. It's funny we're nesting, but like totally in totally different directions. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. she's like she's like oh we got to make sure we get like a liner for the mattress and the sheets. I'm like yeah babe that's great. We gotta get some tech. I need some cameras and like some locks. And like those little plug covers, so we can't stick his finger in there because uh, this little guy's gonna be a Mirza. And my understanding from my parents is that Mirza boys can go in two very different directions. You could be like me. My parents thought I was autistic because I didn't cry, I didn't do anything, I just sat in silence and like drank milk for a long time. And Michael, you and I were talking about this. They took me to a specialist because it's just like something has to be wrong with it. Like, this is not how baby. My dad's a pediatrician, so he sees babies. Like this is not how babies act. They're just like he's, he's, your son's fine. He's just stupid. We went through so much of the same. It's so crazy, <laughs> dude. You know what I'm saying? So like that's one extreme. <clears throat> I'm hoping that happens with with my kid. He's just he's just chill. He's just calm. He just drinks milk and judges people. That's fine. Or he could be like my brother, who my father was convinced was sent to them by the devil. Is he younger or older? older i can't remember he's old oh i was about to say like i i wonder if i've heard if that's like a first child second child thing no he's he's first born but my brother my brother fell off the roof he got hit with the golf club he got hit by a car he like he got his shit fucked up so much french bulldog or something (laughs) like just by what is he like a French bulldog? Like got hit by a car? He just, he just. Well, no, he was riding his bike in the street, and he was, and he like, he like jumped a parking stone at the wrong time, and like a car. Okay. Hit. And like he, uh, they, they had to have a plastic surgeon come and like actually do plastic surgery on his face to like hide one of his injuries, and so like now you can't even tell. Otherwise, he would look like Joaquin Phoenix. You know what I mean? He's got like the like the like a little bit of like a like a like a cleft lip i think walking phoenix has mm-hmm. yeah <clears throat> so this is a great show i just want to i just want to say first of all this is a this is a fantastic episode of Watch Times. but that's but one of those two streams is going to happen with the, yeah. with the mirrors of boy they're either going to be and, sitting to us from the devil or they're just going to be chill well and a watch purchase is hard to to kind of <laughs> thanks for bringing into, it back into um, this equation <laughs> i think i'm thinking about doing a calculator watch i think like a like a like a casio calculator watch that'd be kind of badass for him? For him. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be kind of cool. I, w- I was going to say also Casio or uh, like a cool, well, I mean, you would know. I wouldn't know. But like imagine finding like a really good example of a cool Soviet vintage watch. Oh. Uh, 
just just to like have that connection between something that you're really deeply into yeah uh and, and the whole watch thing getting tied all together let me show you one that i've had on my mind lately let me show you this there it is so there is uh there was a very small run um of uh slava slava california dials did you now, send it to me i'm going to right now oh i thought you sent it already somewhere no i'm trying to find a good yeah that's a great fucking shot look at this thing um these things aren't very popular i love the idea of this watch for a long time let me send you this photo Maybe I could maybe I could use his birth as an excuse to hunt to hunt for this and just give it to him. I I just I just don't know if it, the problem is I don't know if it'll mean anything to him. What if he hates watches? Probably not. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> but here, check this out. You ever seen this before? Have you ever talked to you about these? We we might have talked. Yeah, we've talked about these before. How cool is that? That's very cool. It's a California dial. The dial itself is black, but the actual markers are pink, like like barbie ass pink um this looks like something that can be faked to hell mm -hmm. like a Fake, nightmare <laughs> faked or frankened i've seen a lot of frankens with the wrong bezel on there um mm. this is very similar to the slava medical in that you'll see a lot of these pop up um out of italy a lot of slavas went to italy um interesting tidbit there so if you're looking for a slava medical or one of these slava california dials check the italian uh ebay i don't really understand why but there were there was a period of time in the 80s where uh the soviet union sent slavas to italy i i remember reading some sort of hypothesis but man i can't recall it now so maybe maybe if you're but you just mentioning vintage soviet watches reminded me that I was thinking about this watch recently. <clears throat> could be it. Casio could be awesome. I, I remember having a Casio. Uh, my parents gave me one that had to be like the first thing. It was, uh, I think it was a calculator. I, I definitely had the calculator watch. No, wait, I found that. We talked about this in a very early episode. I yeah. found, I found a calculator watch in like a desk, like those desks Sweet. that you used to like put the books in. But, um, what do you mean desk use? Don't you? Oh, you mean like like the top lifts? Like the like the, like the top is hinged. The tops weren't hinged. They just had this like big sh like like cavern that you just like shoved books into. Sweet. It was weird. <laughs> I don't know. My first watch, I'm fairly certain, was a quartz swatch chronograph that my parents bought me in an airport during a layover when I was a when I was a youngin. It'd be crazy, like to know where those things are i have no idea where that watch is yeah, yeah. <laughs> lost to time it's lost in time it's in some collector's basement with like a shrine <laughs> to tbws like helga from hey arnold it's got like our chewing gum and shit i yeah. wish we had fans like that mm. maybe not maybe not <laughs> maybe maybe you shouldn't wish for those types of things michael <laughs> Do you uh, want to honor tradition? Do you want to do a wrist check with me? Yeah. You go I'm first. Just, I'm I've just been having fun. This is great. It's good to catch up, man. We don't, you know, we don't, yeah. Michael, you know, I don't talk enough. 
can I can I can I can I act as as a, as a disgruntled parent right now? We don't talk enough. We don't call each other enough. No, no. We can do we can do uh, we can do like weekly calls or biweekly like non TBWS calls. I like that. Like a video call. We can do video. Ooh, we can do Zoom calls with each other. We do Zoom. We can do Zoom dinner dates. That would actually that, that actually be kind of cool. <laughs> Watch you try to like feed the kid. <laughs> Oh my god, dude! You would get so much. You would get an immense amount of entertainment watching me try to feed my child. <laughs> oh, Amazing, man. but we out here. Episode two hundred fifty-four. Wrist check for the three people that actually are still tuning in. Sorry, right, those are the ones that matter. Those are the, you. You. You're the ones that matter. Michael, what are you wearing? <laughs> so I, like I said, I don't. I, I don't think I've done this on the on the show before. But mm. I'm actually I'm double double wristing it this time. Double wristing it. I was talking to someone about how double wristing was getting weirdly popular this year. What are you double wristing with? So I saw um, the other day I found a really cool uh, database that somebody put together uh, like like on Google, mm-hmm. like one of the Google products. Um, and it was cataloging basically every single watch that went into space. every astronaut every space agency every country and i was just like in there for an hour just looking at cool photos of hell yeah speedmasters and fortis and zinn and breitling and all like some of the stuff that's not really all that popular i think if you you can filter by brand also and i think besides the entries for speedmaster the other one with the most entries is just Casio. So like you've Casio huh. drop down. And I think specifically the Casio square, like just the classic, was it 5,600 or something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, uh, the DW 600. Yeah. And then I, uh, I got to thinking like, I want a Casio square, but that one n- didn't necessarily like pique my interest all mm. that, all that much. Okay. Um, and I wanted a Casio Square that also had dual time ability. Oh, interesting. And that was kind of hard to find. I, I didn't really find, um, you know, the usual 5600K shape with that functionality. They have a radio controlled one like my 6900. 6900-1. It's a solar one, right? Solar one radio controlled and it's got dual time. So I wanted yeah. something like that. And what I found was a model called the W800H. And like, I'm going to send you the... Uh, yeah, send, send you this thing. W800... I don't, I don't know it by number. Maybe I know it by sight? It's kind of cool. It's oh. a smaller... It's a small... So this is a non-G-Shock model. Yeah. And it's like a little bit beefier than a F91W. Actually, a lot, maybe. Yeah, you know, like a little, a little do, beefy. Do you have the one with the blacked out screen? I don't have the one with the blacked out screen. I wanted something more, more like eighties looking. Yeah, so I just got the classic, classic with the the blue trim and the 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 red letters. So this thing is cool, man. You have a hundred meters of water resistance. I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, you don't get that with like the smaller three button or two button Casios. Um, and then. You know, again, alarm, stopwatch, full calendar on the home screen. So you get the year, um, the oh, month, yeah. the day, the date. 
So you get the full calendar just on the home screen. And then you have a dual time screen where it takes your home screen time, tucks it under. So you get a small display there for that. And then you can put your second uh, time zone that you want to track. So unlike the atomic one that I have, where you can just scroll through time zones, this one you can set a second time zone to the minute oh, as shit. long as as long as the seconds are synced up to your home time. So you could put in like weird, crazy those half time zones yeah. uh, with this. And I was just like, that's really awesome. And it's 30 bucks. This thing is so under the radar. Like, I love the strap or the band. Look at this thing. Yeah, it's it's very it's a it's a nice, soft, uh, soft band. Not it, it feels a little more high end than the, the F91s. Um, so. Yeah, I just I saw this super cool photo of uh, what's the astronaut's name? I got I think he's a may have been a, a, no. Is he a Swedish astronaut? I can't remember. But anyways, he had it was just such a cool shot of like a Casio Square on one hand and a Speedmaster in the other. I'm just like, <laughs> is it literally what you're doing right now? Oh no, wait, you don't have your Speedmaster anymore, do you? No, I don't. I don't have my Speedmaster anymore. Uh, but that that's the that's the photo where I'm, I'm just like. All right, maybe double wristing watches is kind of cool. Well, I mean, if it's good enough for an astronaut. Of course. <laughs> of course. And, I mean, I have to have my astronaut pants and pen. and. What are your just... astronaut pants? <laughs> I don't know. Are there astronaut pants? I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. For some reason we said that, I literally just pictured you in, like, like target champion pajamas. sweatpants. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Just like, just, like, pajamas or sweatpants. Like, I got my astronaut pants on. Right this is me enjoying my hobby, damn it. <laughs> get, get out of the way of happiness. So wait, what's the other watch you're wearing? I'm wearing the uh, the Redwood uh, Tactical oh, cool. V2. You still stuff. have that one. Yeah, yeah, that's a really cool solar watch. Again, 189 bucks. Uh, I'm still, I, I still think it's so crazy that um, so many people try to do this, uh, you know, 50 fathoms like watch design and they make it so big so so dang big even my um what well, no i think the sizing on the tornik reveal is is still pretty good but I, there are a lot of homages uh <clears throat> that work off this design and they're just like massive right i think i think it happened it's the thing that happened a lot with the mill sub in the past until people figured out like hey we got to make these a little bit smaller because because <laughs> they're massive and no this thing is just it's kind of cool. Um, still really enjoy it, and uh, more micros need to do uh, solar, solar stuff. Solar, heck so. yeah! I love this like uh, land and space thing you have going on. You have like a, you, you know what I'm saying? You got your space wrist, and you got your like land field, field wrist. Like. Yeah, I'm gonna cook some eggs after this, and you know that's that's the rugged kind of stuff I'm gonna put these watches through. But you have to cook your eggs and then have like dehydrated astronaut ice cream. <laughs> you have to bring pants. you have to bring the two worlds together, Michael. <laughs> Just like have you seen the food, like the way that they have it looks like they're it's in like toothpaste tubes. It looks it looks like they're sipping out of a colostomy bag. <laughs> it's really weird. It's just Well what else are they supposed to do with those bags, Michael? <laughs> they're just kinda like dangling everywhere with like tubes and stuff. At that point you're not you... 
See, that's something that I always found really hard to wrap my head around. For me, eating, like the culinary experience, it's a thing of enjoyment. But when you're in, when you're in space, you don't, you just eat to get your body to like get the nutrients it needs. That's you like metagaming your health. You know what yeah. I mean? Too funny though. We should do. You should wear. You should wear that that uh, like a field watch. Your 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 redwoods watch as your as your as your like a land watch. And then you should put a diver on your other wrist, and we can call it hashtag surf and turf double wristing. Well, the redwood is a diver, so this is the diver one. Oh, at the, oh shit. Okay, so then do that, and then what would be a good... Do you play field watches? You know, I, I've... There, you still have your spits? A, I know you a, don't. I just, want, I just wanted to ask you that. I know you don't. It's so painful. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's so bad. I, I do have I actually do have a field watch here that a brand sent and it's very expensive uh, and I have, I have no business having it I think it's I know pretty, what it is it's pretty cool maybe we can talk about it some other time okay that's right um, I understand that's cool though <laughs> surf and turf <laughs> surf and turf dude surf and turf double wristing <laughs> it's a long hashtag surf and turf double wristing there are longer hashtags out there. There are longer hashtags. Very true. <laughs> That's cool, though. I love I love this Casio. This thing is... I feel like I might have seen it before, but I don't know if I actually have. This thing is totally a sleeper. We're going to go back to Casio squares soon. Uh, on, but on this show or as a society? On this show. Okay. <laughs> like, in oh, a few it, minutes. Does, does, does that have to do with your story? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> Good. Good. I'm excited. Oh man, that's a good one. That's a good. I don't think have we ever had a double wrist wrist check? I don't think so. Oh my god, we can still just, make history, Michael. Just making history, and <laughs> you, me, and a like four other dudes. It's just four it's cool still... dudes who don't know how to turn this podcast off, so they just stuck with it. Honestly, <laughs> honey, this is horrible. Change the channel. I it's can't. Not, it's not live. <laughs> That's not how this works. <laughs> <laughs> Call in and tell them they're really bad. One day we'll take in callers. That'd be fun. <laughs> Man, that's good. Um, is that my go? Yeah. What you got? Uh, tried and true. Cast TBWS classic. Of where my Slava medical. Speaking of Slava, in talk about Slava early enough. So where my Slava medical? Um, it is a Soviet mechanical pulse meter. There's a lot to unpack there. So, um, I'm very much. I very much cut my sort of teeth and honed a lot of my tastes as a watch collector, getting very much into Soviet neurology. And by Soviet neurology, I'm talking about watches that were released in the Soviet Union from like eh, 1917-ish to basically 1991-1992. Anything that's outside of that technically does not count as a Soviet Union release. Like you'll have, you know, pre-1917 watches, which can maybe you can trace some lineage to. For maybe some other legacy brands so like um i think a good example is like moser and co um i think they had a presence in like saint petersburg for a long time but a lot of european legacy brands did and then 1917 happened and a lot of them had to um pull out and everything like that um so the slava medical is a cool and so slava so all watch brands in the soviet union weren't actually brands they were let's go should go without saying owned by the government so when you hear people talk about like Vostok or Polyat or Pobeda or in this case Slava, all of those were owned 
by the government. For Slava, medical in particular is really cool. Um, Slavas were basically uh, released out of the second Moscow watch factory. There was the first Moscow watch factory, which is mainly associated with Polyot. So you know the Polyot 3133 and the uh, the, 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 the 3017 that you like a lot too, the earlier chronograph? Mm-hmm. Those were yeah. coming out of uh, first Moscow Watch Factory. Second Moscow Watch Factory was mainly known for Slava and kind of being the impetus for Vostok. We have a really cool piece on the website that's talking about the history of Vostok and the Kistopol Watch Factory. But basically, second Moscow Watch Factory was there. World War II happened. As um, Moscow was being uh, invaded, they had to take the factory and move it elsewhere. At this time, they weren't making watches exclusively. They were doing a lot of like munitions timers and just things to help the war effort. So they picked up all the machinery and they moved it down um, the river, the name I can't remember the name of right now. I think it might be Kazan or Kaza River. And they ended up in Kistopol. And so that's where the second Moscow watch factory is. Eventually, after the war, the factory went back to Moscow, but a lot of the machinery stayed in Kistopol, and that's what ended up becoming Vostok. So those are the two kind of really important things that the Slava, uh, that the second Moscow watch factory is known for. Slava and really being the impetus for um, Vostok, and Vostok being, I think, the most endearing, well-known legacy Soviet um Watch brand and everything like that. Vostok, yeah. I think yeah. Vostok. I mean, most people know about the Vostok amphibian. Yeah. You know? Um, I'm yeah, really not... glad he, you got that watch back, by the way. I, I am too. It feels, <laughs> it feels right. As someone like me who never feels comfortable in their own skin and just always feels like they don't, like something's not right, wearing this just feels right. That's not a feeling I get to have very often. Do you was it you always you still have it on the red suede red suede strap I got from EA leather back in the day I'm thinking about putting it on like red silicone or red rubber do you think that would be cool oh I bet you uh you should get one of those Barton silicone straps do they Um, make them in 18 millimeters because all these old soviet uh timepieces are 18 millimeters yeah they have them in 18 i think even down to like 16 they do 19 weird sizes yeah and they're they're with the uh quick release spring bars so you can just like put it on there and they're super comfy i like those a lot yeah i was thinking i was thinking about doing that maybe maybe i'll do that maybe i'll maybe i'll treat myself michael I, I know you probably want to wear the big zero for the birth of your son. That was the plan. I'm assuming. I think you should double wrist it with the Slava Medical, too. <laughs> Just take my wife's pulse between like contractions for literally no reason, even though all the machinery is there and the doctors have that shit covered. No, I meant when you faint. Oh, when I faint. They can lift they can up take, your they can arm take and my pulse. Someone's like, oh my God, he's got a Slava Met. I can use this right now to check his pulse. This is perfect. How fortuitous <laughs> that I somehow fainted in the only hospital room, probably in Southwest Florida, where a doctor would recognize a Slava Medical yep. on my wrist. <laughs> I think it's possible. I think you should prepare, it's prepare not for Im- it. It's not impossible. It's just highly improbable. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, it's a it's a mechanical pulse meter. It's exactly what it sounds like. Like Michael is referencing, it's a watch that you can use. So uh, how sometimes you'll see a chronograph with like a tachometer or uh, uh, a telemeter, whatever the fuck it's called, scale where you can judge distance or speed. The scale on here, while not a chronograph, it's just a three hander, is designed to help you track someone's 
pulse. It's actually um, it's a it's a, it's a scale I wish was used more. You don't see it very often, but it's, it's super niche. I feel like you know what I mean. Yeah, like totally frivolous, but I like it. I think it's fun, you know. And so uh, I thought it'd be nice to wear it to wear it for the show. You know. Yeah, I really, think I was I was there the day that you fell in love with pulse meters. Well, well, the, the, so you're talking about the in the Longines boutique. Yeah. <laughs> was I into the Slava? Was I into the Slava Medical before or after that? I can't remember. I can't no, remember. Pro- actually before. So yeah, no, I guess I wasn't there. I think you were still trying to get that Slava. I was still time. trying. To, I did not get the Slava. I did not get this until a long time after I saw it. But yeah, I still, I still think about that Longines, that Mono Pusher Chronograph pulse meter. So hard to find. These things are gorgeous. I never thought they'd be so hard to find. I just, I guess they just didn't make a lot of them. I don't know. Are you Googling it too? Yeah. You know, and I, I, I've been thinking about this. I, I think it's just comes with getting older okay. and it's kind of, it's kind of weird to, cause I, to me, it feels like not that long ago, you and I were working in the same place and we're both like, yeah, watches. And a lot of stuff was out and fun to get into. That was like 10 years ago almost. I know, I know. And now it's like, and it's just like, this watch has been discontinued. I was like, it was just here yesterday. I like, I was watching, um, I was watching a rig rundown uh, on like YouTube and someone, I, I can't remember, it was super late at night, but I can't remember what the pedal was, but they were like, oh yeah, this thing, this thing came out in you know 2000, so it's like 20 years old. So I don't use it. It's kind of old, so I don't like I don't bring it on tour that often. I'm just like, oh my god. Yeah. Dude, that, <laughs> that 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 shit made it feel real. I'm like, dude, 2000 was 20 years. 20 years ago is old. I'm old, but not really. You know. It happens with guitars too. There's a very <laughs> specific guitar that I like, and I gotta if I talk, bring it up, I'm gonna spend up way too much time talking about Blink 182. But uh, yeah, we, one can, of those we can talk about guitars. I'm looking at guitars too. Or do you want to save that for another episode? A gear talk episode. Yeah, I, I think we're we're due for another. I've been looking at guitars too. Oh, this is great. Yeah, we could. <laughs> I mean, this is the open mic night episode. Oh man, I was wondering because I I thought to myself, man, Cass, because I know you were looking at that. Um, the were they Dutch? A Dutch company? Oh, the Aristides. Yeah, there was there was those, and you were also looking at the PRS stuff. I was looking at RSDs. I was looking at a PRS. The P, the PRS is so funny to me. There's a, a Paul Reed Smith, specifically the Custom Twenty Two or Custom Twenty Twenty uh, a Twenty Four model. Because um, when I was a kid, that was the guitar. Yeah, like that was <clears> the <throat> cool guitar with the with the flame maple top with like the the, the like the book match flame maple top and like emerald green. That with, with the bird with the stupid fucking bird inlays. That was the guitar when I was a kid. Yeah. That was like, dude, one day. You know what I mean? So like that's why I've had it in my head. The RSCDs was in my head also just because um you know, I'm trying to find something with a thinner neck that's not super heavy that I could really just treat as my just my metal guitar. I just I I love my strat. And I know some people can shred like no one's business on the strat, but I find the baseball neck pretty hard. Like that hard yeah. C shape, I find it pretty hard to shred the way um, I would like to shred on that guitar. You know? Yeah, there's a reason Ibanez got popular for those like super thin mm-hmm. wizard necks. Yep, I think they're on the Wizard Three now. It used to be the Wizard Two when I had an Ibanez RG back in the day. 
just all more of this stuff making us feel older. <laughs> Let me show you the one I'm looking at now. I'm actually looking at a Schecter. Do you remember Schecters back in the day? They used to be kind of a joke when they came out. They did, and I they they look kind of cool now. They the, look the new ones. Kind of cool, man. Let me show you this one I was looking at. Was it this one? Uh, I think I think this was the one. Dude, check check this fucking thing out. So, um, Schecter's a funny brand. Schecter started as a, like a custom shop, like a West Coast U.S. West Coast based custom shop, and then. But they made a lot of just like non-custom releases, large production releases, and folks started seeing them in like Guitar Center, and like they were kind of metal-y, and they were kind of cheesy in some instances. And I think one of the back in the day, one of the largest claim to fame that Schecter had is that the guitarist from Papa Roach had one. Yeah, <laughs> that was the big that 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 was I think what put Schecter on a ton of people's radar. Um, is that guy? But over the last few years, I don't know what the fuck's going on, but Schecter has been, like, crushing it in terms of specs to value. Like, some of the specs on this on these things are nuts. Dude, look at the back of this guitar I just sent you. That's neck through. I would yeah. love, I would love a neck through guitar like this. They're starting They're starting to look a lot like those uh, Sir guitars. Like oh, yeah. S-U-H-R. Oh, and yeah. I think... Expensive. I think they know what they're doing. Oh, yeah. Very expensive. <laughs> it's actually really funny you mentioned that. The other thing that put Schecter on my radar recently is, um, remember that video I sent you from Aaron Marshall for Intervals talking about like his modding, his modding, like like his yeah. guitar, like... like I dude, want all that stuff. Dude, yeah. I didn't understand what he was talking about. <laughs> I literally understand none of the words he said. He actually used to play Aristides, then he used to play Sure or Sir, however you say it, but now mm. he plays Schecter's. That was the That's other cool. thing that put Schecter on my on my radar. I was like, oh fuck, I totally forgot they existed as a brand. And then like I started looking at them and I'm like, oh my god, these things are awesome now. <laughs> <laughs> and um way more affordable than both the RSTDs, which is probably gonna be at thirty five or thirty six hundred, and the PRS, which is probably gonna be at four thousand or five thousand. Like this Schecter I sent you uh a link for it's like thirteen hundred bucks on Sweetwater right now. Yeah inflation dude <clears throat> guitars watches discontinued Babies. discontinued guitars discontinued watches it's happening man but this is i think i think i might go for the Schecter. i don't know that's cool and you can you can probably still find them uh like in a guitar center or something those i think those other guitars are harder to find no yeah those are those are like quote-unquote boutique guitars like it's like i can't just walk into a guitar center and see a fucking Aristides. Actually, I probably could see a PRS. They probably, I feel like they have PRS at Guitar Center. I've had a harder time finding them lately. Really? I don't know if something, I don't know if something's happening, but anyway. The game is afoot. But yeah, this is, this is where my head is. I still, you know what's funny? I still don't have an amp. I, I still just have my, uh, the Helix Stomp. <laughs> That's another thing I'm going to overhaul. Yeah, we're, we are going to need a gear episode because there's, there's a lot of stuff I'm thinking about doing. I might even sell some watches to do it. But Oh, it's getting real, everyone. It is getting real. <laughs> <laughs> now everyone is turned off the podcast. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's, it's, I'm really not too worried about it. Selling watches? What? For guitars? Fucking nerds. <laughs> it's a free show, everyone. All right. But yeah, I don't know. We'll figure out. Because you know what's funny? I had this weird moment of just like, oh, man. 
I should get an actual like amp again, like an actual not like not. I should not get into amp modeling. I should buy an actual amp again. And I'm like, no, dude. I just mm. I just went through the hassle mm. of selling that fucking half stack that I dragged with me for like two decades. I still can't believe you had it for so. <laughs> I had that thing since I was like 17, dude. Crate. I had a crate blue voodoo 120 half stack tube amp. Fucking heavy, dude. And I moved that shit across the country twice. Like, man. That's love. <laughs> I did love I did love that amp was. That thing was really <laughs> fucking cool. Oh now, boy. Now that's gone. And then I got this I, I got the the HX stomp and I got like it. It's really fun living in headphones land, but you know. Oh, maybe I'll get some monitors. We talked about that. Running yeah. it just and just running it out just as some like studio monitors that I can like wall mount or something like that behind me. Yeah, you can definitely do that. <clears throat> do you want to switch off of guitar talk? You can tell me right now if you want to. It's related because it's this experience had me. It was as funny as it is. It had me just thinking like, and I, I was thinking about you a lot because you've you've okay. really. We were talking about the stuff that you've landed on with. The big zero, the yep. medical, and um, the Grand Seiko, and mm-hmm. the watch that you're thinking about getting. Uh, and I was, just, I was just like, man, he's he's really pared it down. So I was thinking about Kaz a lot, and then I was thinking about the one watch thing a lot. And mm. it's just, I've been through a lot this month with <laughs> with that and getting sick. And it's been a tough month. Just like, man. Basically, again, feeling like I have way too many watches, like mm. way too many watches. And um, <clears throat> so uh, a little while ago, I got a safe for this house. And I think we were, we were talking about safes in the past for yep. documents, watches, uh, jewelry, all that, all that kind of stuff, boomsticks, <laughs> and... <laughs> uh, Krugerins, beans. Golden God's beans. <laughs> I would never buy Krugerins. Eagles, eagles, eagles and buffaloes. I wouldn't mind finding. <laughs> finding. Kruger. I wouldn't buy them. That's insane. Um, but yeah, so I got something. I got something sensible. Uh, it wasn't like a... It wasn't like something you'd find at Costco, but it wasn't like uh, crazy expensive either. I got something from a brand that I thought was pretty decent. And um, what size give folks a sense of the scale here? I think it was, uh, it was like 60 inches high, maybe 30, 36 wide, something like that. Three or four feet tall. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. Um, anyways, I got it and it, it got it delivered and I, uh, I thought to myself, it'd be a good idea to, you know, put watches in here because sure. I do have, I do have like, a, I have a, a Pelican case that holds 10 watches and I also use that case as a footrest at my desk <laughs> while I'm working. So all day when I'm working and I kind of like, it's funny, I like move it around with my feet too and like stomp on it and I just have like a ton of watches in there. I just of, I, I picture it also in the same way like old timey prospectors would guard their gold like under their mattress and they would just like sit on the mattress with a shotgun and just point it at the front door like that's how they that's how they guarded their 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 
you know, they're fine. So I assume maybe that's where you took inspiration from. For Maybe, but I also know. feel, I also feel really weird working without something not under my feet. I used to sure. do it with a yoga mat and it's just more comfortable. Right. And I, I just started doing it with my watches. So, and if the house burns down, this is what I have. Like, it's a very expensive feet. footrest. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I thought to myself, I should be an adult and put this somewhere, somewhere safe, a uh, safe, which uh, I did. Safe. <laughs> um, and uh, five days later, the thing broke. Okay. Like, okay. So talk us through. There's a lot to impact. So I closed How did it. it break? Okay. I closed it. I went to lock the thing. It's a hub. It's one of those hub locks that you turn. What is a hub? Oh, like a big dial, like the big old timey, like 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 dial with numbers on it. It's kind of something something like that, but with the handles. The it's like three handles. All like, I know about saves is what Looney Tunes taught me. It's it's like a Looney Tunes. You're 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 picturing exactly what it is. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. I'm on board. Okay. So. I closed it, and then when you lock it, that thing is supposed to stop. And then I closed it, and it did not stop. It kept spinning. So it locked itself, and whatever mechanism was supposed to catch onto that you know, handle to mm-hmm. open it up was just completely disintegrated. Um, the, the tech on the phone, he told me what it was because I sent him a video. He's like, stop spinning it. <laughs> You're making it worse. <laughs> So was this, was this, did you buy this thing new? Did you buy it secondhand? Like, I'm surprised you had like a, a, a mechanical failure like that. Brand new. And it was so funny because, so the, so the guy came, well, I'll get to that. I'll get to that part. But anyways, all, my watches were in there. The fun ones. Your watches were trapped yeah, in the, the thing that they were supposed to keep them safe. Yeah. And um, I had... I still had a lot of watches like around the office and stuff because I had, right. you know, the review watches and I wasn't like starving for watches. But the ones the ones that are very personal, you know, the Doxa, the, you know, the the IWC, like the those those kinds of watches were were locked in there. The, right. Uh, the, the Sangin, um, the oh, Tornick shit. Reveal. So stuff that I, I don't know, stuff that I'm building a relationship with. Um, that was all locked out. Uh and I found that I had my Casios lying around. Because <laughs> why would you put those in a fucking safe? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> That'd be kind of weird. Um, so I I found myself that I was wearing stuff like that and really not taking it off. So I had like a really long time with like an F91 on a wrist because I, I had to call to get it set up and the, there's one dude that works to do this kind of stuff okay like, I'm, I'm, in, I'm on vacation I can be there like <sighs> next month <laughs> so it took, so it, took it was broken for a month close close yeah <sighs> I think about like three weeks you didn't have like medication in there or anything did you no no and that, that's that could be very serious because because people do keep that kind of stuff in there right I don't know why but um but anyways <laughs> i i just found myself in a in a place where wow all of this stuff is kind of just like not really accessible right now mm. and i'd really like to wear my doxa right <laughs> but but if i didn't if i wasn't able to this is what that would be like Right, and it just puts puts things into perspective. Um, you know, it, do you really need more than a Casio? So just kind of going through those thoughts these days and thinking like, well, 
I had a few watches here in the office that were still like really fun. Um, I wore this Redwood a lot. I, I wore the Casios a lot. Nice. Um, that field watch that came in, by the way, is a, is a Bremont. Um, what do they call it? I figured, I figured it was that watch. I wasn't sure if you're going to talk about it later on like a different episode. I forgot the model name, but it's, it's one of their, it's, it's, it's basically the cheapest Bremont. Um, which is still not very cheap. But, <laughs> so I wasn't uh, like boohoo for me, but still it kind of made me think like, okay, what if I just had less, you know? Sure. And I did tell myself for 2023, like oh, I'd like to maybe fund a couple other hobbies, like overhaul the, the guitar stuff. And I don't know, maybe put money in other places. That's not totally watches and, and all that so sure having all your crap locked in and inaccessible it starts to make you think about that again yeah so when the guy came it took him this was like the guy to call for this specific uh kind of failure right and it took him like an hour and a half to get in there wow and i'm just like okay well it's pretty good safe from that regard (laughs) it's like forced forced crack still takes a bit but um he he was looking at serial number and stuff like that and he's just like oh man the paint is like kind of crummy on this and i'm just i'm really surprised at how this puts it because this company is known for really good stuff you might have gotten you might have gotten a bad qa one he's he looked at the serial and i guess the the build date and it was christmas eve Oh yeah, dude. No one really, dude. You have those guys working on. They're just gonna <laughs> phone it in. That's uh, my wife and I have a big joke here. So we, to be, for folks to know, we just we live, we just built this house. And every now and then, if we're just like looking around, or if I see some paint that was weird, or I see some caulking that wasn't straight, I'd just be like, oh man, that's probably three thirty p.m. on a Friday. Yeah, that, <laughs> so, that's literally the case. So you yeah. got three thirty p.m. But you got you got even worse. You got Christmas Eve quality Christmas check. Eve. Christmas Eve QA. Yeah. (laughs) It's fine. It's replaced now. I got something basically the same one with a a better lock. That's not prone to that kind of failure, but I don't know. Just a funny experience. I have several follow-up questions. Yes. Okay. How much does this thing weigh? About 600 pounds. Okay. That leads me to my next question. How many people did it take to deliver your safe? Two. Including you? No, no. You just watched two, two other people do it. Two on a dolly with, uh, and this is ground level. They're not taking it upstairs or anything, right? Um, and yeah, I mean, they had they had uh, a dolly to just like put it through, and they had one of those trucks where just like the whole thing like comes down to the floor. I don't like, know, some like, kind of like, loading truck. Like the little hydraulic lift gate thing or whatever yeah, it's called? That yeah, that thing. That's yeah. cool. That's cool. Do you lock it every time? Like, is it one of those things where, like, or do you just, like, because for me, I have a ritual at the end of the day, I'll walk around my house and check my windows and check my doors, but, like, I don't do the window door check at 2 p.m. I do it at, like, whatever time I go to bed that night. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you... I do the same thing, yeah. So, so, so like, like you just go and do the... You just So it's not like you open it really quick get whatever you need and close it and lock it again really quick. Right. Oh no. I, I mean, I don't do that really all that often. I, I don't, I don't interact with it the same amount that I interact with like my door and my windows. Gotcha. It's just, it's just kind of there and it has, 
whatever just needs to be in there. It's fascinating it, to me. I, I've actually spent more time with a single watch because of it, because I keep most of them in there. It's pretty, pretty interesting exercise. That's overall. pretty cool, actually. You should try um, getting all your shit and locking it somewhere. <laughs> unintentionally. <laughs> you can't get it <laughs> unintentionally. The uh, What was it like watching him open the safe? Like, was it like, did he have like a stethoscope? And was he like listening to clicks? Did he have, was he like, was it like the movies or was he just like a tired guy with a tool belt? And he did, time? he did that. He did that. Uh, not the stethoscope thing, but he had to drill a hole and put in one of those, uh, like a snake cam. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he, the whole cool. thing was to get it. Um, he was trying to angle it. So the mechanisms would like catch together while he was turning it. Right. Um, to, dude, I, I left after a while. I'm like, I got work to do. Like, you just, here's a bottle of water. <laughs> here's, here's a bottle of relatively lukewarm water that I, I opened yesterday. Uh, you, just, you, you, you go nuts. You're fine. <laughs> you're, you're on your own. He was really excited about it, too. He's like, I'm the guy for this kind of thing. And, uh, and that's good, really, man. Really finding, uh, finding pleasure in it. At least you love your work, dude. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's fascinating. So like, so, okay. So, so he came, he opened it. You, you did warranty work with the brand. They came and got the old safe and just brought you a new one. Yeah. Literally the same. Just swap it out. How has it been since then? Oh, it's been fine. It's been, it's not, it's not a Christmas Eve QA safe. (laughs) I got February 17th. (laughs) That's my QA date. Nothing can possibly be happening (laughs) on February 7th fucking teeth, man. Yeah, it's just it's just kind of funny because, you know, you you think that you're taking, you're you're taking a step to, I don't know, kind of like you were saying. I need cameras. I need locks, things like to run an adult home, I guess overall, and not have I don't know, watches all over the place on my desk, and and then that happened. So well, that was that was fun. Yeah, but what you're describing is irony. Yeah. The, yeah, the, I suppose the, the the thing that was supposed to help you feel more put together and that was actually supposed to keep your watches safe, literally derailed your yeah. entire month and prevented your watches from being accessible in a safe way. But it's just kind of wild because yeah, all of all of that stuff just became a non-factor in, I guess, my rotation. Sure, and so it just makes you think like. Yeah, this is this is all pretty stupid. So if you were <laughs> if you were to get rid of anything, what are you thinking? Um, probably getting rid of the Black Bay fifty eight for sure. Really? Um, you feel like, I feel like you just fucking got that thing. Yeah. Well that's that's a whole that's a whole other issue. I think I've decided that I hate blue watches. Okay. You've never been a blue watch person. I try to be I, I try mean, so or, hard. The Orion Mako is the, the only, only one. blue watch you have. Yeah. Oh, no, the Citizen, the Citizen uh, uh, EcoDrive. That's true, but that That's one blue. is. And you know what? I wear that one so much too, because I I think a part of it is that it's uh it's uh, a matte blue, mm-hmm. and very very dark. So you you kind of you, I don't know you almost forget that it's blue sometimes. What's the what's the finish of the blue on the fifty eight? It's. Is it just it's too blue? 
It's I think it's too blue. It's okay. it's not really I guess it is kind of matte either, but not I don't it's not like the Pelagos blue that they do. But it's not uh that blue is it's gorgeous. not it is gorgeous. It that's a very blue watch. Yeah. Um Yeah, I don't know. That one that one might go soon. You know, you know what might not be helping? This blue with these super white markers and all of these like silver touches and everything like that from the stainless steel. Maybe that's not doing it for you. But you know what's what's getting me is is the, the all those conversations where it's like you need your white dial, you need your blue dial, and I'm and like an idiot, I'm like, yeah, yeah, totally. Maybe this all right. makes complete sense. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's wild. Okay. Maybe I, I should try Kaz Teal. Instead. I can send you something. I can send you the Christmas Chrono <laughs> or the Grand Seiko. I don't think I'd like. It. I don't. I, I I think I'd wear it and it it would feel wrong. Mm, I hear it. Yeah, it's a personal choice. I, uh, it is. It really is. The cast heel thing is is definitely hard to pull off. I think for the most part, looks so good on you. I fucking love it, dude. I feel like this this black bay would look even better on you. The fifty eight. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not that. I, I just don't find myself that like thrilled with the black bay releases. The only one I was really entertaining for a long time was the thirty six, and I kind of just sort of fell out of love with that the one you you were looking at is gone now the 36 uh well they with the changes to the 36 they put oh, they changed all, the movements they changed the movements and i don't think there's a black dial 36 anymore well there goes that i think they want the explorer ish vibes exclusively for the uh um, ranger yeah yeah i could see that i could yeah. see that because it's funny, because I think someone would be interested in the Black Bay 36 black dial because they already maybe had an affinity for the Ranger, but it's not Rangery enough or as Rangery as the Tudor. Or, yeah. or, or as, as the Tudor Ranger, I mean, excuse me. So, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, let me just double check. I'm not talking out of my behind. Um, yeah, there's a blue one. There's a, there's like a silvery charcoal dial version i guess it's guilt eh, eh. it's not it's not like the, <laughs> it's not like the one that you were looking at at yeah. all so okay tudor black bay 58 that was in the safe and you know you think you can live without it right i've thought about getting rid of the iwc too interesting i feel like we don't talk about that watch a lot do you does it not get a lot of wrist time well you know you know what gets me i think mm. i'm just liking chronographs less these days Oh. Yeah, chronographs are just. I feel even with a super overbuilt chronograph that is supposed to be water resistant and tough and all that, something, something about me still like makes me baby them more than I'd like to. More, af- more afraid of wearing it. I feel like the fragility and failure rates of mechanical chronographs are always going to be on my mind. That's why, like, any if I do, if I am doing a chronograph, it's quartz, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good point. And I then, love quartz chronographs. And then, you know, water resistance, I know I'm, I know I'm getting super neck beardy, but I do, the show, I do the think... The show is called Two Broke Wash Knobs. This I is do, probably the best spot for you to get neck beardy. I do, th- I do think about it. Like, oh, should you have screw-down pushers? Are mm-hmm. those overkill? All that kind of... And it's, you know, that watch is... I uh, I don't know. That's 
that's kind of one to really worry about for me. I think. Sure. Uh, <laughs> just I I almost I almost felt like getting rid of it and getting something more uh, uh, kind of straightforward from IWC like the the Mark series yeah um, the time only one I feel like that might even you know be something I enjoy more but I find I find myself not wearing that one because I'm afraid to wear it I to- I totally hear that a lot and I th- I think it just comes down to the whole chronograph versus dive watch <gasps> thing. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, what do you, what is, what is better, you know, day to day? I mean, that could be an episode in itself, but, um, yeah, those, those two, I'm, I'm sort of thinking about it. Um, I, 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 I totally get why just based yeah. on your explanation. So yeah, selling those and then either throwing it into another watch, guitar equipment or both. <laughs> yeah. PRS would be kind of cool. I like the McCarty 594. That one's pretty sweet. So cool. I think it's I think it's because some 41 one of the dudes had it. Uh, way oh yeah. Back in, way <laughs> back in the day. Yeah. I've always uh, thought that's of those. awesome. Yeah. I think I think I'm gonna go for this Schecter, man. I don't know. Play one. See if you can play one in person. There is I a bet. guitar center near here. Maybe yeah. Maybe I can see if they have. I just I haven't walked into a guitar center since. 2004. Really? I have not walked into a guitar center since 2004. <laughs> wow. Remember, remember, uh, uh, I was telling you I had the same strings on my guitar for like years because I just didn't go in and buy. Like, I would buy, uh, there was a mom and pa place in Fort Lauderdale I used to go to. It's gone now. And like, I would get strings and stuff like that from there, but they didn't really get a lot of new releases and cool guitars they had just like random old shit but like i would just go there for like strings and picks every now and then but like i haven't walked into a guitar center so and i just i mean like what happens what what it, is it it's a magical place really the, it's not the weird noise. And depressing oh yeah of course it is but there's <laughs> so much noise and enthusiasm you can you can just taste the hopes and the dreams in the air <laughs> i just remember when i did go all of the folks like the sales reps had to act impressed by whatever riff someone was playing on the guitar mm. yeah that that doesn't happen in the one that i that i go to no it was just jaded just didn't give a shit yeah like, nice. except the guitar tech the guitar tech that works in there everything is awesome all the time always and was it the- super super interested by what you bring in is it the one in Hallandale or the one that was in Hallandale do you remember that one there was an IHOP near there too I think oh no I'm talking about the one here in Tacoma that I go to oh shit sorry (laughs) I'm still see I'm still in South Florida man that was the last time that was the last time I went um because you and I talked about talked about the guitar tech there at the Hallandale one oh I are you not thinking MAE Oh, um, baldish guy with like a ponytail. Wasn't he like the Oasis guitar tech? Yes, that's MAE. MAE. Okay, I'm getting confused. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Okay. This this episode means nothing to anyone if you didn't live <laughs> in South Florida and play guitar during a very specific set of a few years. Yeah. MAE was cool. That was a cool place. Is it still there? <clears throat> I have no clue. But but the last time I went to the guitar center here and. Tacoma it was 
it literally looked like somebody dropped off a bus full of teenagers and they were just I don't know what they're trying to play these days it's not it's not the stuff that I heard back in the day uh but it is just very very loud very loud and not good do kid do <laughs> not, not good do kids um kids fuck I think it's called gent right the d j e n t that's the new style what is what is gent it's a kind of guitar playing it's just very distorted percussive drop tune fast stuff so that's what I was going to ask because like I feel like whenever I see people talking about guitars and they're like younger than me like I don't know if people even think or talk about metal or even metal adjacent guitar playing it's it's that it's gent look look that up and it'll it'll make you nauseous it's impressive but it it, it's a lot to listen to for a long time Gent is a subgenre of progressive medical characterized by its use of offbeat complex rhythm patterns. It sounds stupid. Yeah, and it's like drop A all the time or something. I, I like progressive metal, but I don't like it when metal gets to the point where melody and tone is no longer the point, but now showmanship is the point. And that's where I feel like social media might have really fucked up a lot of people's guitar playing mentality. You know what I mean? Um, so I don't know. I'll <clears> listen to it, but because I was on a Reddit thread and someone and some of the some people were just like, um, "Oh, who are some really cool, like modern guitar players?" And a lot of the folks that were linked on there were like Instagram and like TikTok guitarists who just played in a way that sounded and looked complex, but there wasn't really any musicality. If that makes sense, do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I mean it's. Am I having a get off my get off my lawn moment? I might be. Old. No, I I don't I don't <laughs> think so. I think and it happens with it happens with watches too because um, like, I feel like your dopamine receptors are getting fried to the point where you, the pleasure that you're getting out of music is in these bite size like reels or TikTok streams, and yeah. then those types of artists, I'm sure they're good, but like. I don't know. That's what people are are really like feeding themselves with now, and it's the same thing with watches. Like, I, maybe what we look for in watches and music is not, you know, something really all that tangible. It's this weird cumulative effect of seeing mm. a ton of a ton of really impressive stuff in a short period of time, uh, like all at once, um, as fast as possible. Because like after that point you'll lose someone's attention. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was, uh, one of the guitarists on that thread, everyone was just like, this guy's amazing, blah, blah, blah. And then like, there was a splinter in that thread of like a sub thread where it looks like this person's playing in their video and then it gets, and then like, and then they start playing super crazy fast, but it looks like they're actually playing slow. They just fast forwarded it. Like, like in the production part of their, on their own end. Dude, that happens so much. That really annoyed me. I'm like, dude, that's fucking, like, here I am busting my ass to actually play in rhythm in tune faster as the composition requires, whereas this person will just play it slow and then speed it up. And it's, at least to me in my ear, my eye, it clearly looked like they were speeding up the video, but. 
I was in the minority. You know where else that happens, and it's gonna blow your mind. Oh God, where in in like the tactical firearms training world, people. What? Oh, like let's speed up how fast they're actually like 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 shooting. Yeah, and it's like this looks like a John Wick movie, dude. Like you're clearly not doing this, and you're making people think that they can go out in their backyard and like do this shit. That's that's what I hate. That's what I hate about. <laughs> The 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 idea of an instrument being used for social influence in that someone who may be younger and more influential will see a video either of someone doing guitar and they're using post-production to actually make it seem like they're playing in a way they're not. Or maybe in the case that you're talking about with firearms, they're using video editing to make it seem like they're doing something that either isn't you know, humanly possible or isn't really possible without a certain amount of skill, but then you'll, you'll get people who don't understand that. And then they'll try to play super fast or shoot super fast. And like, it's just not, it's not reality. Yeah. I, uh, I felt guilty once because in the studio I had to record something on guitar and we just, we wanted this really clean sound basically on the, the lower three strings mm-hmm. um but you we were still getting some of those like unintentional harmonics just from playing on the on the the higher strings oh yeah so you just put like a paper you wrap a paper like or like a cardboard thing around those strings in like some other spot on the guitar where you're not playing and so you, you don't get, get that, so, so they don't pick up the resonance and then yeah you don't get that noise and it felt like cheating but People do stuff way worse. I mean, it's like the <laughs> like the little fuzz wristband that some pokes will put 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 on the headstock to like reduce noise. Yeah, yeah, that happens a lot too. Mm-hmm. That happens a lot. See, so, when I was learning guitar, we just got taught how to do string control. Yeah, and you just control that shit with your palm or the side of your hand the best you can, and if you can't, just let it happen. <laughs> but the but the sound the sound is. Like even that is too natural for people that listen to some of this music today. Because if you listen to to hmm. the a lot of that progressive stuff, it's so impossibly clean. Like you know that they're you know that they're doing that something yeah. like that, or literally just play a guitar with the strings that you need only, <laughs> just to record the part. <laughs> Man, that's why I had that like that struggle in my head of just like, do I want to get into like more of the amp modeling stuff or should I just buy an amp plug in and like that's it but I don't know if that's real I don't know if that like is like I don't know if my reaction's too extreme of a counter reaction to like how much how overproduced some stuff is now because I'm slowly getting back into just listening into what's cool with guitar again and it's just I can't connect with it man yeah I, I'm not I I think there are a couple of artists that I, I see now that's I think, oh, that's pretty impressive. Um, but I'm sure, you know, all my new favorite bands are my old favorite bands. 100 <laughs> percent. Just listening to the starting line the other day, that record. Nice. Oh, it's so good. But anyways. <laughs> and then, of course, we have the Blink-182 resurgence. and So you know, cool. I things, love, see- I love Things are right like- in the world. Things are finally right. I love seeing all the clips and stuff like that. Like I love the stuff that you've been posting. In the, I've gone uh, full in the psycho. Website. I've gone full psycho ripping. I have the whole thing like ripped, like audio and video split by tracks. I haven't so. sat and listened to it yet. Is it, is it is the whole thing magical? Yeah, and it's happening again tomorrow. They're doing another another day at that festival thing. Really? So yep. 
Sweet. That's yep. pretty cool. So, but yeah, I don't know. I, I might, that experience with, with the watches just, I don't know, had me thinking maybe not burn it all to the ground extreme, like one watch thing. But I think, I think there might be a few that, it, that I get rid of. Um, I can yeah. see that. You know what yeah. I mean? Especially if you find your, what I found. So when I did the great purge, my great collection purge, what I found was any situation where my initial reaction was to like, Oh, I want to wear that watch. But if I found myself talking myself out of wearing it because it's too humid outside, I'm afraid it might get damaged or it's a chronograph. Not a one to get like all messed up or, Oh, it's a little too heavy. I don't want, you know what I mean? Like those were watches where I'm like, yeah, you know what? Maybe I should get rid of them. Yeah. Just anything that doesn't make you, because the Doxa, for example, I put Mm. that thing on and I do not think, I don't even think of the orange. Like I'll wear it with anything. Yeah. Yeah. You don't talk yourself out of it. Like you, there's not, there's not a, a subconscious layer in your, yeah. in your experience, which is saying, Oh wait, don't do it because of this. Like you're having with the, with the chronograph or with the, with the black Bay 58, you know what I'm saying? So use, use that as a criteria, man. You know, what's also a huge battle too is thinking of that number, thinking of that ideal number of watches, be it six or 10 or 12 or I just, I need to learn to toss that number out of my mind Mm. and I'm still making lists, which is a bad practice. Don't, don't make lists. Don't make lists of those watches because you're, you're always going to be changing it. And I think once you get, once you get rid of that pattern of thinking, which I still have to do, um, you know, collecting is a little more fun. If you think about it, like the idea of collecting and sort of this journey of the collector's journey, it's rooted in enjoyment. So you can't necessarily standardize the idea of enjoyment. Like I I will enjoy my hobby at six watches. That's mm-hmm. the perfect collection. You know what I mean? But then that gets in this slippery slope of finding control and not buying too many watches and then not wearing enough of them or you know what I mean? So I hear you and not putting a number to it, but... I don't know what that looks like, but some sort of controlling criteria has to be there. Yeah. How have you done it? You've you've gone so long without really getting anything. Actually. I don't know. I, I just, I don't think twice when I throw, like for this, like like for recording here, I was like, I was like, oh, let's throw a watch on for the, for the wrist check. Slava Medical. Cool. That'll be fun to talk about on airs. Or if I... You know, if if Becky and I are going out somewhere, I'll just grab a watch and I won't think about it. In in a sense, all of the watches right now in my core collection, um, I still have a couple that I'm trying to sell. All the watches in my core collection have kind of turned into my my grab and go watches. They're not all quartz. I mean, most of them are, but like, I don't know. I do have my eye on something. You and I were talking about that uh, off air, especially after the fucking Orion um, Hellcat. I'm glad that's gone. That's gone now. Did I, did I say that on air? Yeah. Previously, yeah, that's gone. <laughs> I sold that thing. So I sold that to a fine member of the TBWS Patreon Slack community. So especially after that, I'm like, okay. Because I still I still want to find... I, I want to find something to commemorate the new house. I want to find something to commemorate, you know, uh, the, the birth of my first child and everything like that. And so, like, yeah. Have that I have on my mind. I think I've also just gotten to a place where I try not to purchase things frivolously, which is why I think I was so upset 
with the Orion because I feel like mm. I probably purchased that a little too frivolously than I should have. That's a good point. That's a good point. You know? So, but yeah, I don't know. I just, yeah. Just funny that the whole experience was a, a forced reflection on a lot of, <laughs> just a lot of the stuff that, that uh, I, I guess I usually don't think about. You're safe breaking? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, just such a funny thing to go through. Um, yeah, e- even even after getting rid of the speed math and the the chronograph, my feelings on chronographs, I just I have to explore that a little bit more because I I got rid of I got rid of that watch with the intention of eventually replacing it with a different model. I've always okay. really I've always really liked the first Omega in space, the one that's a little bit smaller without the crown guards. Cool. And uh, also, I mean, dude, the the new ones, the the new uh, coaxial ones are freaking crazy. But um, you know, am I just gonna go? Am I just not gonna wear it <laughs> if I get it? <laughs> so get a quartz chronograph, man. Yeah, you could get. Oh wait, what was um? There was a there there was a tag quartz chronograph that you liked. What was the formula? Was it one of the formula models? You know, it's what I'm kind of about? it's kind of big. I think it's like a forty three. Oh, it's I, a little big. Yeah, I should. Big. You know what? I should maybe, maybe I should look for one of those new Bulovas now that the hype probably died down. Mm-hmm. The smaller <laughs> the smaller lunar pilot. That's also literally forty three millimeters. <laughs> Uh, is it? That's true. It's forty three point five. You're think. right. You're right. Man, smaller lunar pilot. What what size is it? Thirty six, thirty eight, forty three. Forty three. Oh, that's right. You were throwing like numbers. I'm like, those are all three completely different measurements. Yeah, forty three. Here's a website called what's this website called? Two broke watch knobs. Bulova adds a slimmed down version of the lunar pilot. New case diameter, forty three point five millimeters. Yeah, at least the author that wrote that had it down. <laughs> at least he knows his stuff. At least he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But I'm telling you, I think because I, I, for me, my Christmas chrono, the quartz chronograph, that scratches my chronograph itch and my cast heel itch. Like, it's just, it's cool. It's 42 millimeters. I like it. I know I don't have to baby it. Like, I still have my polygraph 3133. Like, it's for sale if someone wants to buy it. But I still have the Polio 3133. I don't wear it because I'm afraid of how fragile it is or how finicky it is. Part of me just wants to just, like, doxa. That's it. Just Just be a doxa collector? No, or just, no, just my doxa. (laughs) You could. I mean, honestly, you know. Yeah, because the the dive watch thing is, it's so easy when you talk about the watches that you just like put on and go, I, in my head, it's a dive watch. Dive watch, yeah. And this this is a lot coming from a person that was super pilot watches, and this is what these pilots <laughs> wore, and these astronauts, and these chronographs, and all that. So these days, it's it makes me think of a dive watch. Um, well, you could try another experiment. Take all of your watches except the Doxa, put them in your safe. Break, break your safe. Break again. that safe. Break that. Break this new safe again. Call and, Jeff. And just <laughs> get hey Jeff, Jeff on speed dial. You want to have some fun again? <laughs> he just got you saved in his phone. Just don't answer. Just don't. Just don't. Answer. Just don't fucking answer. It's fucking uh, Michael again. He broke his safe as an experiment. So you could do that. 
Yeah, that was that was great. I'll, another thing with the that Black Bay is a cool watch. I'm not gonna lie. Which Black but, Bay? The the 58 mm. that I have. But um, I thought I thought I wouldn't go through this, but there there's just something I guess about having two very vintage correct divers you know like that's that's what the docs is you look at it and it looks straight out of 1969 oh yeah um and they did a great job doing that old dive watch design made for the modern age nothing really changed but the crystal and the uh the bracelet and a little loom loom plot on the seconds hand that's literally it um the Black Bay is kind of that watch and to have two relatively very expensive dive watches that do that same thing is kind of like, uh, but what's interesting uh, is I feel like the Black Bay is, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, the Black Bay versus the docks, the Black Bay is structured in such a way where it wants to be, it wants to evoke nice watch vibes first and then historical diver vibes, whereas it's flip-flopped in the Doxa. Your Doxa is evoking historical diver vibes first, and then when you really break it down, it is a, it is a nice watch. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, maybe. I, I guess it comes down to what people call a nice watch. I think you can wear an Invicta that looks like a, <laughs> you know, oyster bracelet and all that, and it's like, yeah. hey, nice watch. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice watch, bro. That's a good point. Yeah. That's so, right. Just uh, just so many feelings right now after the the trauma. Well, why, why don't you put on some relaxing uh, gent gent music? I'm some gent with my astronaut pants <laughs> and my Casio, my powdered eggs. <laughs> what are powdered eggs? Powdered eggs? You you buy that in in like a tin, and you just add water, don't you? I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what camp? you're talking about. I didn't go to summer camp. Powdered eggs. That's that's real doomsday. <laughs> yeah, man. Never had a... <laughs> USEmergencySupply.com info all about powdered eggs. <laughs> well, do you keep your powdered eggs in your safe? No. I probably should. <laughs> probably should. This is my emergency stock. That's I don't funny. have I don't eat powdered eggs. I have I get nice eggs. <laughs> <laughs> That's I too far. Had no idea that was a thing. Um Well, this has been a fun one. Open mic night. I really like this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I really like this episode. Uh, I'm telling you, man. I'm glad you're I'm glad your safe woes are over and you were able to get your watches out and you got the gift of perspective. That's not a gift everyone has the luxury of experiencing. I just don't know what they mean now. Haven't worn, haven't worn the the Sangin, haven't worn the Tornik, Reville. Um, I wore the Panerai for a lot. Um, that's a pretty cool watch. What I, the advice I'll share with you is chase happiness. Don't chase logic, or guilt. Chase happiness. So if chase not happiness making, by buying things. <laughs> chase happiness by by maybe not buying things. <laughs> Oh, that's not what this hobby's about. <laughs> you get out of here with that shit, but like, no, if you have stuff and you're not wearing it, like, so the, uh, I'm looking at it right now because it's on my shelf. The Polio 3133 is a great example. I love that watch. I love the history of the watch. I love talking about the history of the 3133 chronograph movement being based on the Valjeu 730, uh, uh, 7734. I love, I love that watch. 
it makes me happy, I don't wear it. Yeah. And by not wearing it, it's not actually making me happy. It's making me happy in that, you know, I like the history and everything like that. But as a wearing experience, it's just, it, it just doesn't make me happy to wear it. I feel like I have to baby it. Yeah. You know? And so that's why I'm trying to get rid of it. I fucking hate selling watches, dude. It is a pain in the ass. I do agree. I just, I just wish I could put like a sign outside my neighborhood, like, "Hey, <laughs> free free watches!" Like on, on, on like a cardboard sign, like the not free, but I I want the neck beards to come. Oh, that's right. Watches for sale. <laughs> well, don't you have a couple local jewelers? Maybe they can buy, or can you put it on consignment in like no. the in like a used case? Do they have a used case? Nah, I'm not gonna do that. <clears throat> I don't know. We'll see. You can sell them on air. So many feelings. Live auction. Yeah. Maybe do a live auction. Maybe maybe that's what we can have people call in for. Live auction. You can come in. You can watch some foot stuff. <laughs> in my <laughs> astronaut pants. I feel like 30% of our conversations involve you bringing up in some way trying to make money as a foot model. I feel like that comes up a lot, especially in the Slack. 30% is a... Yeah, that's pretty good. I feel like it comes up a lot. Also, I love the Slack because it's generally... It's like 50 or 60 dudes talking about how to sell feed content. It's a really weird place. It's a very weird place. (laughs) I like it, though. It's It feels... It feels strange but welcoming at the same time. Yeah. You know, that's my experience as a, as an interloper, as an interloper on my own fucking Slack. <laughs> I'm on the Amazon website for astronaut pajamas, but I can't, there's no filter for men. <laughs> so wait, you're just, is there a difference? I guess I landed on strictly a, like a kid's search somehow. But I can't find the men. Is it like cars, like cartoon, like rockets on like little kids' pajamas and shit like that? Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of what I want for me. I don't think astronaut pants are like a category of clothing. Damn it, make it one. I don't think it's like a cut, like a cut, like a certain cut of pant. I don't think astronaut pant is one of them. Uh, there's, there's a. It looks like there's a. You could just buy like an astronaut costume and just there's wear those Oh my gosh, there's there's an adult onesie. It's happening. Twenty four dollars. We That's... just talked we just talked about not buying things to make you happy. But this sounds like it might make you happy though. But it's this only twenty five dollars. Oh my gosh, I could be an astronaut, a policeman, a pilot, a ninja, or a leprechaun for some reason. That last one feels wrong. Yeah. I was I was stick with the first three or four you just mentioned. It's, it's like three very clear and like cut career fields, and then you have leprechaun. ninja, ninja, and leprechaun. Ninja's fine. I think that's perfectly. So wait, is it? Uh, I guess you can send me the link if you want. I mean, I'm kind of curious now. Is it like an? Is it like a grown up like a onesie? I'm gonna. You want me to cut out all of the weird tracking stuff? Here. No, you can throw it all in there. It's fine. <laughs> oh, wait. Did I mess this up? Yeah, here we go. Let's talk about this. This is our show. We can do this. We can do whatever we want. Okay, Mike is typing. Yes. Oh, yeah. Let's see here. 
this is exactly what you described it as. This is an astronaut onesie, small, medium, large, extra large. Yeah, you can do this. Take your video calls wearing this. <laughs> Take your video calls wearing this with like a zoom, like a zoom background of like space. Yeah, that sounds fun. Perfect. <laughs> I love this. Perfect for every occasion. Every occasion. This is great. This has way too many reviews. 825 adults have chosen to buy and review this. And those reviews represent probably, what, 5 to 10% being generous of the purchases that have occurred. So there are thousands of people out there wearing onesies. I love reading Amazon copy, too. Just the Google Translate <laughs> shift. Authentics, authentic space suit details. Okay. These fun and functional, holy God, functional astronaut jumpsuit costumes feature all the details you'd expect to see on a real spacesuit! Exclamation point. Various patches, just yeah. various patches, including a Nassau patch, an American flag, and one noting your rank. The fuck is your rank? Oh, mission yeah. specialist. Mission specialist. Y yeah. Oh, this is great. This has been fun. You could buy this and do your foot content. I'd need my Speedmaster back. <laughs> Duh. Duh, Kaz. <laughs> Fucking watch nerd. <laughs> if you're an astronaut at heart, dress the part. That's good copy. That's good. That's good copy. Former copywriter approved here. <clears throat> Won't. Just, you just chat GPT it from now on. Um, but whatever. Uh, well, it was fun. A lot of fun lessons. Oh, <laughs> oh, my dog is here. Dog. Hey, Leia. Dog, how are you? She's staring at me because she has to go out. Everyone hates this episode. I love it, though. This is great. Um, well, here, let's do this. Um, is that time? I think it's that sad time. It's that time. I think we got like four new episode ideas from this show. Oh, easily. I'm very excited for gear talk, for guitar gear, for like guitar gear talk. Yeah. And also Amazon browsing with Mike and Kaz. <laughs> uh, I mean, we've, we 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 figured out your space your space pants quandary, your astronauts pants quandary. I mean, why not just get an astronaut uh, onesie? It's functional, Michael. According mm -hmm. to the copy, I can tie hoses to it, get oxygenated somehow. You could, sh you could shit in it. I'm assuming you should be. It's functional, <laughs> right? Oh fuck, yeah. <laughs> all right we gotta go we gotta go we should probably end this now it's fine <laughs> thanks thanks for listening guys my name is mike and this is kaz you have been listening apparently to the two broke wash knobs later